Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 15th and 21st of August 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the EMI Association. There have been seven new MECFS studies and 18 new long COVID studies this week. We have also listed the MECFS references which we have missed in the last two weeks due to sickness with seven new references in the first week of August and six new references last week. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail. Paper 3 looks at the long-term symptom severity and clinical biomarkers in those with post-COVID syndrome, PCS, i.e. long COVID, comparing these with a subset of patients who met the diagnosis criteria for MECFS, referred to as PCS-MECFS i.e. looked at PCS versus PCS-MECF. The study included 106 patients who have moderate to severe fatigue and exercise intolerance at three time points following COVID infection. Three to eight months was the baseline, nine to 16 months, and then 17 to 20 months. The researchers evaluated symptom severity and various biomarkers, including hand grip strength, HGS, cardiovascular function, and laboratory parameters. A range of findings were discovered which showed that the two groups differed. This included the PCS-MECFS group were diagnosed based on the Canadian Consensus Criteria, CCC, which included 55 patients out of the 106 in total in the study cohort. The PCS-MECFS patient reported persistently high severity in most of the symptoms up to 20 months after the infection while PCS patients showed overall health improvement. Furthermore, high levels of disability were found in this group, shown by using the Bell Disability Scale. Fatigue and post-exertion malaise PEM, hallmarks of post-infectious fatigue syndrome were more pronounced in the PCMECFS group. Pain was seen to affect PCMECFS group more severely than the PCS group, Neurological symptoms were seen to affect both groups, but hypersensitivities to noise, light and temperature were more pronounced in the PC-MECMS group, especially at follow-up. Inflammatory biomarkers decreased in both groups, but not anti-nuclear antibodies. Lower hand grip strength at onset correlated with symptom persistence and burden, particularly in the PCS-MECFS group. POTS was found almost exclusively in the PCS-MECFS group. This is quite a simple study, but it does aid a range of interesting results which add to the field. Results clearly show that those who meet the CCC criteria for MECFS are unlikely to see significant improvement in 20 months following infection. The research group involved in this study included a large range of investigators based out of Shantung-T's fatigue centre in Berlin, including Carmen Scheichenbogen, who we commonly see MECFS research from. It is therefore a great shame that we did not see these results compared to the MECFS group without a COVID-19 trigger, which the team could have easily accessed and could allow further differentiation between groups. There are not many other limitations to this research. However, as ever, there was a disproportionate balance of males to females. Despite the fairly reasonable size study, the researchers did also experience high dropout levels with 19 patients dropping out 
12 with PCS and 7 with PCS MECFS and another 46 did not complete the follow-ups. Overall, this study provides some useful results allowing separation of groups and also implications for managing post-COVID syndrome conditions. You may also be interested in reading this week paper 4 which is on an ME Association Ramsey Research funded project on clone-based physiological testing conducted during everyday activities. The research revealed a huge range of potential abnormalities that varied between individuals that have previously not been reported. The protocol was found to be feasible and acceptable for people with mild to severe ME and you can read a summary of the findings on our website. In the previous weeks of research, there has been a lot of interest in the research which shows that a particular protein disturbs a cell's energy structure, and this may be the culprit in MECFS and long COVID. We have an easy digestible summary which can also be found on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.